You are listening to Revolver Podcast. Want to grow your own weed but not sure where to get the seed? Go to bcbuddepot.com. For nearly 15 years, BC Bud Depot has been building one of the world's most comprehensive seed banks, offering over 50 strains of top quality cannabis to suit every grower's needs, including multiple award-winning strains like Godbud, The Perps, BC Blueberry, Girl Scout Cookies, and more. In fact, BC Bud Depot's genetics have won over 30 different cannabis awards over the past decade. So you know you're dealing with a recognized industry leader that will deliver you some of the most potent, flavorful flowers on the planet. They ship worldwide, offering fast, discreet delivery at reasonable prices. All online orders are processed within 48 hours and are packaged and mailed with the utmost stealth and safety in mind. And if for some reason your order gets lost, damaged, or confiscated, BC Bud Depot will resend it at no extra charge guaranteeing that every customer receives what they paid for. Whether you're looking for indica or sativa, indoor or outdoor, feminized or auto-flowering, BC Bud Depot has the seeds you need at a price you can handle. But don't take my word for it. Check out their extensive library of award-winning genetics for yourself at bcbuddepot.com and type in promo code BLAZIN420 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. BC Bud Depot home of cannabis champions since 2002. Please check your local state and national laws before ordering. It's time to roll up those joints, pack those bowls, and fire up those nails. Because you're listening to Blazing with Bobby Black. What's up, Stonerverse? This is Bobby Black bringing you a very special event edition of Blazin. You know, being a cannabis celebrity certainly has its advantages. One of the main ones being that you get invited to all kinds of cool cannabis-related events around the country and around the world. A few months ago, I was invited to participate as a celebrity judge in a new cannabis event that was taking place over the weekend of August 26th through 28th at Lake Cowichan on Vancouver Island. Now, I'd never even been to Vancouver, let alone Vancouver Island, but I heard that it was incredibly beautiful country. So when given the opportunity to head up there and check it out and take part in a brand new cannabis event, naturally, I jumped at it. The name of the event was the Legends Valley Music Festival, but this was no ordinary music festival. It's a music festival created specifically by and for lovers of cannabis. Unlike many other cannabis events, this festival was held entirely outdoors, surrounded by beautiful mountains, just off the shore of a big, beautiful lake. And instead of staying in hotels, all the attendees, VIPs, and everyone else involved camped right on the grounds. Over the course of the weekend, I got to see a lot of great live performances by a diverse group of musical acts, as well as getting to sample lots of great cannabis products and meet tons of cool marijuana enthusiasts from around the world, particularly those native to British Columbia, or BC, as they call it. And I'm going to be playing a bunch of excerpts from those musical performances and interviews during this podcast. But as I mentioned, my main reason for being there was to be a celebrity judge in a cannabis competition that was being held in conjunction with the festival known as the Bio Cup. As the celebrity judges began to convene for their first session, I had a chance to speak with the BioCup's creator, Santiago. All right, guys, I'm here with uh, Santiago, who the creator of the BioCup. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Enjoying this beautiful uh, weekend in Canada. Beautiful, beautiful weather, beautiful people. Yeah, beautiful country, everything, yeah. yeah. So tell us a little about yourself. Uh, you're from Spain, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And what part of Spain? I'm, uh, well, we're in Barcelona, uh, a little bit north of Barcelona. And yeah, I've been doing in, in, in this industry for a few years now. Cool. So you created the BioCup. How how and when did that uh, come about? Well, uh, the original idea of the BioCup, I used to sell um, organic fertilizers. So for me, it was to create a, a competition uh, using only organic fertilizers and uh, getting growers to. But uh, when I realized 
the uh, interest in uh, this concept in, in growing organic in the uh, not only with the weed but with the food and the wine and, and the whole uh, lifestyle so the cup took a life of its own and uh, it became biocop and we've been working very hard very hard at it for the last four years four years uh, yes we've uh, done three in uh, Spain and this is the first one in uh, outside of Spain in Canada and cool it's a great experience for the first time outside of Spain fantastic yeah I mean I've been to Barcelona a few times and it's a beautiful city but I've never actually been there for a cannabis event so hopefully I'll be able to get to go uh, when, when when you're doing it in Spain or when they're doing uh, like Spanibus or something well I hope so because uh, not only the Biocup is a lot of fun and uh, we have also very good, good good quality competitors from different countries uh, in Barcelona and Catalonia there's a lot of things happening in the industry there's a lot of clubs opening there's very good quality a lot of good growers a lot of of, uh, um, people doing interesting things with uh, with cannabis. So yeah, I hope you can you can come and join us anytime. Cool, cool. Well, of all the places in the world, what made you want to come to Vancouver Island with the cup? Well, um, I have to say that uh, this event, we uh, we have to thank uh, Matt from Bisibot Depot as well as um, Rick Kendall, the camel, the famous camel, for, for yeah. putting up uh, this event. And um, first, Matt was uh, BC Bot Depot, uh, was one of our participants in the cup. He liked the concept, and we've been talking about uh, how something like, like that would Canada, and especially the West Coast, where there's a lot of uh, people trying to live an organic lifestyle and looking for organic uh, options. So it just clicked. And it's going great since then. Cool. So, about how many entries were there total in the in the competition? Oh, we have about twenty-five uh, entries of uh, flowers and uh, uh, several of uh, uh, extracts and resins and shatters. And and are they all local or are some from uh, abroad? The, well, there's some competitors from the U.S. Uh, there's some, uh, but a lot of the talent and uh, quality comes from from Canada, from different parts of Canada. Very, very good uh, competitors and um, quality. The quality is outstanding. All right, things are getting a little rowdy here, so maybe we should cut it short. All right, thank you uh, for talking to us. Yeah, 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 for sure. And uh, see you in Spain, and, or if not, the next bio cup in Canada. All right, sounds good. Thank you. There were two performance stages at the event, both of which were jam-packed with music from 4.20 p.m. until almost midnight. On Friday, the first day, the majority of the performers seemed to lean towards rock and roll, something I found typically lacking at many pod events. One of the headliners that night was Canadian punk icon Biff Naked, who shared stories about her personal life with the crowd between songs. Thank you for having us, guys. We just love being here. The energy is so good. This is a song about my father. You know, my dad was a dentist. That's why before I came on here, I flossed my teeth. I flossed my teeth because of my dad. He passed away a couple years ago. But you know, he was a very funny man. And every time I played in a town that he lived in, he and his wife had to listen to me sing this fucking song. Headlining the second stage, also known as the Rochella stage, was a crass and funny Iron Maiden cover band that dressed like clowns. They called themselves Power Clown. Looking good, ladies. Those are tits, sir. That's just gross. I'm looking really good. All right. This is the first song of the first Iron Maiden album for you guys. 1980. Here we go. Just in case you didn't think we was old school enough, the fires. We're Power Clown from Hoboken, New Jersey. Thanks a lot for coming out.
But the best performance of the night, and in my opinion, of the entire festival, was given by main stage headliners The Sheepdogs. Back in 2012, The Sheepdogs had won a contest to appear on the cover of Rolling Stone, and after reading their interview and discovering that they were fans of The Herb, I contacted them about performing at the High Times Doobie Awards at South by Southwest. They agreed, they performed, and we presented them with a Doobie Award for Best Independent Artist. They were a great bunch of guys, and I really enjoyed their music then, so I was particularly excited to see them perform. That's our, that's our token weed song. We play a lot of festivals and they always give you some stuff backstage, you know, beers and uh, hummus and veggie trays and stuff like that, nice things, you know. Well, fuck, let me tell you, this is the greatest backstage free gift we've ever received. Thank you, British Columbia. <laughs> All right, who's feeling good, my baby? Saturday, I got up and got right to the business at hand, sampling and discussing all of the entries with my fellow celebrity judges that included Remo the Urban Grower, Dana Larson, Sarah Sunday, J.C. Green, Dr. Atomic, Mike from Smoker's Guide Canada, and hip-hop icon Funk Dubiest, among others. I just want to show them off. This is sample one right here. This is sample F. I'll try to put these together. So Small this is a blind G. test. We don't know what we're looking at. Sample G. Right on. Thanks for that. You no, know we're looking at marijuana. Sample E. Sample A. <laughs> Sample H. And the last one. What's the last F. one called here? B. I, 
B. B. Nice work across the board. No, they're all good. That looks like Moonrock from here. Right. And so I'm going to roll that and keep already. That's what's crazy about that. And that nose on The total package right there. Well, so this, this, I just got like a wind and like a wasp of that hot white like, bud. I know. Really good. I know. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that wind, Maxi boy. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> for you, uh, which two other, or three, if we have three, four, which one are you guys saying? Which that you were one, saying? One, this one. Oh, that one. Okay, yeah. 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 The look and the smell of that one are, are pretty bomb. Does nobody like this one? Is that no? no that's, that's, the, oh, that's a leading contender. This we need to pick uh, another two or three to decide. Uh, I'd say what? this one Which for one's sure. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so can I think that's from this one too. We all agree with that. That's why we spoke that last. I feel like there's definitely a drop off after these two. There's a drop off. This one I got nose hair tickle on. And um, oh, I meant no, it might have been that one. I got confused. Anybody want to eliminate this? Slide that around. I don't think it's in the works for the three anyway. I'm not super leaning towards any of these as being standout. No, those, you guys didn't like this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah these are the keepers. Are yeah. One, two, yeah. right there. Those oh, are the contenders. Or, That's one, dude. I can't wait to roll that one in. After the morning judge session began to wind down, Mike from Smoker's Guide TV and I broke off on our own to have a discussion about the state of cannabis in Canada. What's up? Bobby Black coming to you uh, live from the uh, Legends Valley Music Festival Bio Cup here in beautiful Vancouver Island, uh, Canada. And uh, we're here with uh, Mike from Smoker's Guide TV. What's up, Mike? What's up, man? Good to see you. Good on, to see you. Uh, in this country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really, uh, I wouldn't say it's my first time in Canada because I did dip across the border once for dinner at Niagara Falls. Okay. But uh, I don't know if that counts, you know, uh, but uh, this is we'll my first it. time we'll getting to actually see the country. Right. And it's, uh, it's pretty beautiful. It's uh, pretty you, fantastic. You found yourself probably in one of the most beautiful parts of this country for sure and one of the top five for sure anyway. And you know, on the island here, it's, it's a different style of life. You know, not everybody in a rush. It's a it, it, it's a good vibe out here, so it's probably not a better place to hold an event like this for sure. Yeah, I mean, we're surrounded by beautiful mountains and tall trees, and uh, you know, we're really kind of out off the beaten path. And uh, it's nice to be able to, you know, I haven't been to any cannabis camping events before, really. I know right. there have been, but I'm always working the events, so to get to come and be part of like a cannabis camping competition is right. kind of cool, you know. And. This has got to be the biggest one I've seen ever in Canada, you know. I mean, I don't know what the numbers are here, but it's large. When I saw the people out last night for Bit Naked and Cheap Dogs for that concert, yeah, there was a shitload of people in there. Like, I mean, it was like being at a regular concert just looking at the crowd. So, I mean, we got a lot of attendance here. Yeah, for sure. it, it was a big crowd. It was an awesome crowd, and the Sheep Dogs killed it, yep. man. I couldn't believe, you know, uh, uh, I was saying this to you earlier, but... Um, you know, back when the Sheepdogs first kind of uh, got, became uh, known to the general public was they won a contest for Rolling Stone to be on their cover, and uh, I was watching something about it on TV, and then I looked at the article, and I saw they mentioned weed in it, and I yeah. said, oh, I got to talk to these guys. Yeah, right. So uh, I reached out to them on, uh, it might have even been Facebook at that point, I mean, uh, MySpace at that point, yeah. who knows, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I don't know, but, uh, but anyway, I reached out to them online, and uh, got them to the High Times Doobie Awards at South by Southwest that year, and uh, they were great then, and they were way even better now. I think they've really upped their game. They've been together a lot longer, and they've really been uh, honing them, their their sound. And yeah. wow, what an and amazing an, an show! Amazing great energy. stage we've got here with it, and the and the sound and everything is just you know, spectacular here. So I mean, you know, truly fit for some headlining bands. For yeah, sure. you know, yeah. I'm sure they're all quite pleased with. I was told, and I don't know if it's true, but I was told that this is the largest outdoor stage in Canada. Is that is that That's true? what I heard. Who knows? But uh, it's massive. Hey, no complaints it's massive, here. Yeah. It's, it's big and it's and it's uh, it's well constructed for sure. Did you make it up onto the catwalk? I didn't, but okay. you know what? I will tonight, tonight for sure. Yeah, because yeah, we got Sublime coming tonight with Rome. Oh yeah, right? got to be on the yeah. and on the, the dirty side heads stage for that one. Yeah. Dirty heads. I mean, fuck. Yeah. 
we've got all the cannabis guys here, you know, the people who, who don't mind standing behind cannabis, you know, yeah. and that's great to see, it's too. A, it's a great lineup, for sure. And Cottonmouth Kings tomorrow night, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, gonna, it's just a party all weekend long, right till the end of the day on Sunday, like, right into the night, they're going to be partying here, and that's, that's the way we like to do it. Right on, days, man. So. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, uh, I'm familiar with uh, Smoker's Guide, obviously, but yeah. I, I've been uh, familiar with you guys for many years, uh, of course, going back to Amsterdam and the Cannabis yeah. Cups there for many years, but uh, for those uh, who don't know, my listeners and stuff, t- talk a little about Smoker's Guide TV and what it's about. Well, basically, so, so Smoker's Guide to Amsterdam in general, we've been around 20 years, we actually, in fact, celebrating our 20th anniversary this oh, year congrats. with our 20th anniversary edition book, which has just been published, we're, it's hot off the press and we're just in this distribution mode right now, so you'll be seeing that getting distributed in North America very soon. Um, and basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to build the same brand here in North America, not just in the United States, but in Canada as well. So we have a Smoker's Guide Canada division, which I'm looking after up here. And we're basically going to do the same thing. We've been 20 years, we've been guiding tourists through the, the recreational cannabis scene in Amsterdam. Basically, if you've never been to Amsterdam, and you fly in and you go, you know, where are the good places to go? Not only just to get weed, but to go have dinner and places, you know, little secret spots. You know, you can go have dinner here and you can roll up a joint on your table and they got a smoking room while you're waiting for your food, you can go smoke a joint. Or which hotels are friendly and stuff like that, you know? Cool things to do while in Amsterdam. We explain all about the etiquette, the laws, and everything like that. So if you never knew anything, you can pick this book up and you can have a really good time. And that's what we want to do as we see the evolution of recreational cannabis coming to North America. It, you know, there's going to be a tourist business here, basically. There's going to be people coming to experience it. So, you know, that's our job is to help guide people and get the most out of their experience. Sure, it, you know? sure. And then out of the book, of course, the whole video division right. sprung up and you've got yep. great videos on, on your YouTube page, on your channel and yep. on your website. Thank and you very much for sure. Um, you know, check out, we just just recently launched a little channel called uh, cannabroadcasting.com and just trying to put together sort of a YouTube-ish channel on pot, you know. So anybody who has some involvement in the cannabis industry that's putting out some great little videos and stuff like that, we, we, we'll, we'll share that there. And of course, as you mentioned, uh, our YouTube project we've been doing for a number of years now and we're really building the channel. And I think we're up to, in the past year that we've hit Canada, we're up to 45 videos or something like that. Of, and really capturing sort of the evolution the past year of what's been going on in Canada from the parties to some of the more serious stuff, you know, um, yeah. with the laws and everything changing, so yeah. What is your take on what's been going on uh, up here with the, with the changes in the laws? Well, it's definitely a struggle because we have a really large cannabis community in Canada right across the board working with patients, and I think you'll see the difference in spending so many years in Amsterdam yourself and, and, and working with the cannabis community over there. It's always been a recreational thing, and in Canada, it's and, and similar to in the States, we've always pushed the medicinal side and how it helps because that's fortunately a good leg to stand on in, in this in this industry with the things going the way they have with prohibition. You've always had to grab, grapple on anything that made sense that you can reason with people that don't yeah. understand, you know? Um, so really what we see happening now is a power struggle, right? Because you have the government coming in wanting to control it, wanting to, uh, you know, having an interest in the LPs, the legal providers that are actually licensed by the federal government now to produce. Um, and they want to, you know, I mean, rightfully so, like in anywhere in the world, there's always profiteers, there's always where can we make money off of this, right? You hear the government talk about how they want to legalize it, put all the money into social programs and to help. We have yet to see that happen, but it's evolving. Um, We've been promised that 420, 2017 is is officially going to be legal recreationally in Canada. They're working on setting up sort of guidelines similar to alcohol and cigarettes. you know, and now, just recently, this this August the 24th, I believe, there was a, a the decision which was upheld by the Supreme Court of Canada, claiming that the MMPR system, which is me having a license for MMPR, I have to go to a licensed producer and buy my weed from them. Yeah. Um, the the uh, uh, Supreme Court of Canada has ruled that unconstitutional because it forces us to go to one spot only, um, and it wasn't allowing us to grow. We had to have a different license, which was you know, basically cut off a few years back, but they allowed those to have it to carry it through. Yeah. Long story short, now anybody that has, any, has a medical access, has a signing doctor, uh, they now have regulations out so we can all grow now too. 
a basic idea would be uh, three uh, three gram limit a day, which is what I have. So I can carry up to 90 grams with me anywhere I go, and I can grow. I think it's something like 15 plants indoors, maybe eight or ten outdoors, one or the other. Sort of thing. Okay. It's, a, we're, it's all new, right? So I'm just still sure. learning it myself. But progress, yes. Is it going in the right direction? We still have to. But wait that's and an see. important uh, provision, an important distinction. Being able to let people grow their own because uh, that Extremely. hasn't been happening in most of the states that go legal. I feel like in the U.S., uh, yep. it's they're they're really focused on. Uh, the industry on creating an industry and who's going to be licensed to do this and licensed to do that and uh, I think in the process people forget that this is a plant that people don't need to go buy right they can grow it themselves very if they easily. so choose to yeah very you know easily. so uh, that needs to be you can't have uh, people held hostage to large companies making profit off of them if it's not necessary That's you know right. and uh, there'll always be there'll always be people that are going to go buy it I, I mean there's always going to be you know rather than grow right. it so it, there's room enough in the market for everybody I think just like there's room enough in the market for all the different types of cannabis products out there the concentrates and edibles and you know and all those other things um, and it's a shame to me when I see states go legal or start to go legal in the, in the US and they say well okay great but no concentrates are allowed or okay right. great but no edibles are allowed or okay great and that's another thing I've been hearing as I've been up here about the about the um, THC levels that they're they're capping the THC levels at like an amount that's below what most people consider to be quality herb. You well, know exactly, and and they're almost forcing us to be a little bit less healthy because now we maybe have to consume more and 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 you know I yeah. Mean, there's, there's arguments obviously about the whole. Smoking, it's a misguided you know, but, thing, the idea that oh, if we limit the potency, then we'll limit problems or something, you know. But it's really not the case because, like you say, it only makes you want to smoke more and. Really, the stuff that's the best potency is probably the best cultivated. It's probably the best bred. It's probably the you know. So you're 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 throwing away the upper echelon of product for the middle of the road mediocre stuff. Right. And how is that benefiting anybody? You know, you're only gonna all you're doing is perpetuating that the black market will continue. Right. Because right. people will still want that high stuff, and they're gonna get it. They're just not gonna get it through and, the system. And we saw that in Amsterdam already a couple of years ago too. They put yeah. limits, and I can't remember what it was like. 18% THC or something. It was in yeah, the teens. Yeah. I remember that. And what do you hear most of the time when you hear the general tourists that's been to Amsterdam? You know, I mean, they, 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 it, it's a quasi answer usually. Like some of them say, yeah, the weed's good, but a lot of them you hear, ah, the weed's not that great. Again, where we're, we sort of come in a smoker's guide, we have guys that are in Amsterdam all the time, and we, you know, you can come talk to any of our guys yeah, and they yeah. can say, actually, you know, the. The, uh, you, you know, the, the, you know, this haze or that haze is good over here right now. This is where you want to go, or what do you, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 kind of funny how even you start to put limitations on it and what it's gonna what it's gonna end up doing too. Yeah. And I think the people putting the limitations, in my personal opinion, they're not educated to even be doing that. No. I mean, they don't <laughs> understand the plant. They don't understand no. the complex makeup of what terpenes do what and and, and 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 things like that, which we're really big on in Canada, obviously, with the sure. medical side of things. Right? Yeah. Sure. I mean, the whole thing is just going to be one long, interesting evolution. I mean, one state in the U.S. is going to do this, another state's going to do that. You guys are going to do this, and other countries are going to do that. And little by little, in one weird, odd step at a time, we're going to make our way towards a better future, you know. And it might take, it might not happen, you know. There's a lot of reasons to be hopeful and optimistic about uh, legalization, Agreed, uh, sure. but at the same time, it's going to be—it's not like a sure thing, done deal. You know, it's still going to be struggles, a lot of struggles along the way, getting the best laws, the best medicine, the fairest policies. You know, it's a, it's all an evolution, one step at a time, like it's always been. And I'm just happy to see that those steps are finally being taken at a quicker pace yeah. than they have been in the decades before. So let me ask you, what did you think when you first heard that, hey, Canada's going to go legal this time next year? I mean, across the board. I mean, I, because w what we've always thought, and the perception here is like, well, baby America up here, right? We got to we got to see what's happening in the states, and as things open up a little more, then maybe we're going to finally loosen up. And then all of a sudden, we got an announcement this year at 420 that that's it. One year from today, everything's going right. Kind of surprised me. I, we heard yeah. rumors, but you know, it was one of those things. I'm not going to believe it till I hear it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what, what are your thoughts? You know, what yeah, I, mean? I thought it was amazing. I think that uh, Trudeau is like a breath of fresh air. It seems like, and I wish Bernie would have gotten in as the candidate in the U.S. and we would have seen more of that fresh air swooping, swooping down, down right? polar vortexing down into the United States from Canada. But um, you know, we're stuck with. Trump or uh, Hillary, neither of which I'm terribly excited about. 
uh, obviously Hillary's is uh, preferable to me, but um, and now isn't she more anti-pot though than, than Trump? Or? No. Oh no, no. Okay, no, I, I'm, no. Not, I'm not. I'm not. No, she has. She's just much more guarded about it than Bernie okay. Sanders. Bernie Sanders said de-schedule de- de- it completely. Like, take right. it off the Controlled Substances Thank Act you. Exactly. and just have it be, be a, a product, a market, you know? Right. Uh, and then, uh, but Hillary's saying, well, we're not, we haven't seen enough evidence yet, and we need to, like, go by the science, and we're going to watch the states, and you know, she's being very guarded about it's it. But, but the Democrats, the language they used was they, they, um, they support a path to legalization, which is better than they've ever said before so right. i'll take it yeah i'll take it it's Good. something it's positive they're not saying you know if if they can just even any steps they take to roll back the dea's bullshit any steps they take to roll back the 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 decades of misinformation and and, and policing that they've done on it i'm in favor of and you know it can't come too quick for some people but as far as i'm concerned as long as we're still moving in the right direction right it, it might be get faster it might get slower but as long as we stay on that right path then we'll get there eventually and you know and uh, that's it is what it, politics is a dirty business especially in the united states and uh things there's so many vested interests so many millions and billions of dollars invested in not having it be legal and not letting people grow their own, that it's a hard fight, you know? The pharmaceutical company wants in, the, the tobacco companies want in. Once once that, once that it goes legal, they, they, if they can't stop it, they're gonna jump on board and make as much money as they can, you know? And uh, the prison industry, oh my God, the prison industry, yep. they have been fighting against it forever because like two thirds, something like two thirds of the right. people in prison in the yeah. U.S. are there for drug crimes. And you guys, this is most of them hope, non-violent. And it's all a privatized system, basically, right? So it's it's, it's, it's a business. They just took a big step. Itself, right? They just yeah. took a big step in the U.S. Obama has the Justice Department announced they are no longer going to be using private prisons. Well, that's awesome. On the that. federal level, okay. the Justice Department. So right. the federal level will not. State level, still going to be going strong, you know. But like, but it's a federally, good, again, that it's might a, be a good thing. It's though, a good step. It sends a good people, message. Right? It's a good step and it sends a good message uh, and it sends the message that they're hearing. They're hearing the people's complaints. You know, so anyway, it's exciting times. Uh, Whatever happens, we'll uh, we'll be taking the ride and... uh, and it'll be uh, as as journalists and uh, yeah. reporters. It's it's always uh, exciting to just kind of watch what happens. And uh, most definitely. All right, man. Well, thanks so much for taking time to enjoy the rest of the festival. Uh, and uh, you'll hopefully be seeing a little more of me on Smokers Guide TV in the for near sure, future. For sure, man. For sure. Yeah. Hopefully, we get you up for Karma Cup, eh? Yeah, <laughs> that, that would man. be cool. All right, man. All right. Thank thanks you. again, Bobby. Thanks, guys. All right, well, we're going to take a short break now for a word from our sponsor, but don't go anywhere because we'll be right back with the second half of our coverage of the Legends Valley Music Festival and Bio Cup up in Vancouver Island, Canada. Stay tuned. Want to grow your own weed but not sure where to get the seed? Go to bcbuddepot.com. For nearly 15 years, BC Bud Depot has been building one of the world's most comprehensive seed banks, offering over 50 strains of top-quality cannabis to suit every grower's needs, including multiple award-winning strains like God Bud, The Perps, BC Blueberry, Girl Scout Cookies, and more. In fact, BC Bud Depot's genetics have won over 30 different cannabis awards over the past decade. So you know you're dealing with a recognized industry leader that will deliver you some of the most potent, flavorful flowers on the planet. They ship worldwide, offering fast, discreet delivery at reasonable prices. All online orders are processed within 48 hours and are packaged and mailed with the utmost stealth and safety in mind. And if for some reason your order gets lost, damaged, or confiscated, BC Bud Depot will resend it at no extra charge guaranteeing that every customer receives what they paid for. Whether you're looking for indica or sativa, indoor or outdoor, feminized or auto-flowering, BC Bud Depot has the seeds you need at a price you can handle. But don't take my word for it. Check out their extensive library of award-winning genetics for yourself at bcbuddepot.com and type in promo code BLAZIN420 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. BC Bud Depot home of cannabis champions since 2002. Please check your local, state, and national laws before ordering.
And welcome back to Blazin's special edition event coverage of the Legends Valley Music Festival and Bio Cup in Vancouver Island, Canada. Before the break, I spoke with Mike from Smoker's Guide TV Canada, who talked a little about the state of cannabis legalization in the country. But Mike wasn't the only Canadian who wanted to weigh in on that topic. I also had an opportunity to sit down with author and activist Kelly Coulter, who was covering the event for Lyft News. My name is Kelly Coulter, and I've been working uh, in the cannabis uh, legalization efforts, I would say, for about six years now with normal, the normal women's lines of Canada. Now, now, with, now that we're there, uh, I've been working with Women Grow, and I'm currently working on a book. Cool, yeah, I, you said you were a writer. I, I am. I didn't know if you wrote for a publication or a website or something. I do. I write for, uh, I work for Lyft, which is a Canadian uh, online and uh, magazine. I work for Canleo, which is also an online um, uh, outlet. And then I write for a newspaper in Ottawa called The Hill Times, which is primarily for politicians and policymakers. So I'm very... Uh, very political, or I have been very political in the past, and I'll continue to be political moving forward until we get this right. Okay, so tell us a little about uh, what's going on in Canada right now. I've been hearing a lot of buzz around the uh, event about how the laws are changing here and uh, some things good. Something You were telling me about some, some good things, but I also heard there were some, some negative things regarding the medical uh, marijuana community. Yeah, and you know what, Bobby? I'm not really uh, very tuned into the medical, to be honest with you. I've always been an anti-prohibitionist. So I'd like to talk about, if I may... Sure. Uh, some of the good things that I think came out of the new rules out of Health Canada because my book is actually about sustainable, ethically provided cannabis and, and how the cannabis industry has a great opportunity moving forward to create a, a higher standard, if you will. Um, so for me, as a writer and as an activist, what I'm most happy about is that Health Canada... Uh, it put in place incentives for patients to start growing their own medicine outdoors, which is a first. And that is really uh, important because sure. we all know that growing outdoors, although it's not possible for everyone, if people are incentivized to, to provide their own medicine just as they are, are, you know, could be growing as much of their own food as possible, it's healthier for our planet. And that's something sure. that the cannabis industry has, uh, I think, some some responsibility and obligation to to help push push forward. Yeah, and you know that's a very uh, stark contrast from the United States right now, where the states that are have been going legal, uh, the laws uh, seem to be written to favor the corporations that are trying to get in the industry and, and make money off of the patients and off of the recreational users. Uh, you know, it's and a lot of people are complaining about that, saying, "Is legalization really legalization if you can't even grow your own plant? If you have to be forced to go to a pharmaceutical company or to some big corporation who's manufacturing it on a mass scale, yeah. you know, to get it?" Yeah. And you know, the the model that uh, myself and a lot of people I know like to use is the idea of the microbrewery. Yeah. You know, where you have Budweiser, you have Coors, and they do their thing, yeah. and then you have Blue Moon, and you have these little companies, most of which honestly have been bought by the big ones at this point. Is that right? Yeah. But uh, there's still plenty of independently owned microbrews across it, and and this way you give a full you have a full spectrum of products for whoever wants whatever they want. Right. If people want to go buy a, a pack of Marlboro joints, they can do that. They can do that. That's their prerogative. It's probably going to be cheaper, yeah. you know. But if you're someone who really cares about your kind strains, you're going to go to the guy or the person that you know is going to deliver the mm. flavor and the quality that you're accustomed to. Not only that, but it's also if you care about the planet, right? So. So we, as a, as a new up-and-coming industry, if you will, regulated industry in Canada, we are now in a position where we can start to train our consumers a little bit more about how, how they can uh, source ethically uh, uh, grown, if you will, sustainably grown cannabis, whether that's uh, you know, done in small batches, whether it's done organically, whether it's done locally, or whether, ideally, they are growing their own. And so the other incentive is, 
that patients can now uh, have their own medicine tested by Health Canada accredited uh, labs, which, you know, if you're growing your own medicine, you already kind of know what's in it. So, but but you might want to know your THC levels or sure. your CBD levels, and so this is more incentives. So this is really really exciting for, sure. for Canada. Yeah, testing is important for quality control. It's important for dosage information yep. to for your, for again for patients or for recreational. Either way, people want to know what they're smoking. They want to know how high it's going to get them. Yeah. They want to know. You know what I mean? You don't want to go into something blind and not knowing like yeah. it used to be in the old days where someone handed you a cookie. Oh, I and know. Yeah. You didn't know what. <laughs> you were in for you didn't know if you could eat three of them or yeah. one bite you yeah. know it's yeah. a, it's a brave new world and uh, it's all about navigating into the future how are these regulations going to be written in various countries and states and cities and it's also about striking a good balance between the ability to make money and have an industry that's thriving yeah. and also protect the tradition the patients the activists the people because we wouldn't be where we are now if it wasn't for the the renegades, the outlaws, the farmers, the activists, those are the people that, that word, got farmers, us to this point. Farmers. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm Here on Vancouver Island, uh, the culture is rich uh, with some really great stories. And as a writer, uh, like, for instance, this Legends uh, Music Festival, you know, like, this is just the beginning of what I think will be, like, a beginning of a legend, not just the name of the, the festival, yeah. but this is the beginning of something so epic, and I'm very, very proud of um, some of my friends that are involved in this. And and uh, has BC seen a, a cannabis festival like this before? Uh, no, no, this is the first, wow. and and so this was a dream a year ago. This was a dream and a vision two years ago by by some really awesome people, and and. Um, it's all good. Well, so far, so good. It's been an amazing uh, time so far. Uh, the bands last night were fantastic. They were, and, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, everybody seems to be pretty chill. So looking forward to uh, to uh, seeing what the, the rest of the, what the rest of the weekend holds. Yeah. So if people want to find out more about uh, what you got going on in your projects, where can yeah. they find you online? So um, my book project, um, I'm, I'm kind of a shy person, believe it or not. <laughs> So, but because I'm now writing, I've signed a book deal, and I'm really excited about it because it's something I feel very, very strongly about. Um, my publisher has, uh, I have to have a website. So my website is Kelly Coulter, C-O-U-L-T-E-R dot C-A, and uh, it'll be up next week, so hopefully people will check me out. I've got lots of articles, and uh, and the book is going to be, it's going to be um, important, I think. Cool. Well, we're looking forward to checking it out. Thanks for talking Thank to you, us, Bobby. Kelly. After a few hours off for lunch, it was time for the judges to reconvene for our afternoon session. But for this session, we wouldn't be judging weed or hash. We'd be judging the best glass category. You guys ready to judge glass? Wow. Holy so cow. I brought some friends. I hope that's okay. Yeah, Alright, alright. So what's all in the competition? These? Five pieces? Hell yeah. Queese is in there too. Nope, nope. What's up, dog? Oh, the glass community is like fucking, wow. Love that shit. Yeah! There's more, there's more. Check it out. The first entry I got to see was an incredibly intricate piece by Stratosphere Glass comprised of suns, flowers, and bees that actually spun as you took a hit. How long did that take? Pretty long fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> like, like how long? Eight days. No, day? I was going to say, well, that. like two ants. <laughs> I've been working on this. For like the actual <laughs> assembly oh, was like, like eight days. Months, two, three months. That's more like for the designing and the whole process. Is that process. like DNA spirals? Yeah, oh, it's, like, it's, it's yeah. birds. Bees. bees. Oh, okay. Straight up assembly. It almost like looks like a DNA spiral. <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt it uh, similar to something like that. Yeah, that's our fucking we're That's your around. entry for best glass, man. Right on. What's your name again? I'm Patrick. 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 Stratosphere Glass. Stratosphere Glass. Right on, man. Another of the competitors was Gibson's Glassworks, who entered two beautiful-looking pieces. Our fellow celebrity judge John from Medtainer gave us the 411 on those. 
So this was this was this is one of the great Canadian glass right? This is Gibson glass. This is a, a piece that was done with uh, Freddie Faring and Hippo, uh, and they did a collab. And this was done to teach people how to do the marbles. So you can see the marbles in here and how steep they are. That's what really makes this piece so nice. Is these marbles are amazing. Great nice. Like, totally amazing. That's how many people can do that stuff. They're looking for me so, here. And of course, yeah, uh, this is 18 different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pleasure, pleasure. This is pleasure. What's your name? Glass. He did an cool. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every every see we went through. And you get to see how it yeah. like the, the, the joints in here and stuff like that. But they come to like amazing pieces. I just and they got 18 pieces. They both have. Hey Gibson, how many pieces are in this one? Where I know we told me there's like 18 pieces on this one. Uh, eight big ones, all the horns, the feet down stem. This was an entire back stack section with one big tube pull. Right. The whole tube pull into that bong, and there's two little pieces left in the matching Sherlock. Wow. Sick, dude. But the entries that really blew the judges away were two moose themed pieces submitted by Redbeard. I'm sorry, oh, guys, no way, but man. a moose playing hockey drink in a band, <laughs> smoking a joint, doggy dog freaking love. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, man. The rep is drunk. <laughs> it's a it's a hockey playing moose drinking beer, dude. Phenomenal, dude. Phenomenal. <laughs> well, look at the hand. The hand is pretty cool too. Oh wow! And this one's skating on his ankles because obviously the moose is drunk. He's got a moose knuckle. So shorts are too tight. And the and the short cut uh, top here. Point out, and the, the horns glow in the black light. What? As well. And then the eyeballs, man. The eyeballs, Yeah, the eyeballs, man. Wow. That's, 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 Dude, that's some above and beyond shit. Seriously. And this, too. No, not to take anything away from this. This one is very cool as well. After casting our votes for best glass, our judging for the day was done. It was time to kick back, light up, and enjoy some awesome music on the main stage, courtesy of headliners The Dirty Heads and Sublime with Rome. Sunday morning, I grabbed an extra-large maple latte from the organic coffee vendor in the food truck court 
and headed on over for the last judge's meeting. Our final task, determine the best hash. Yeah. I know what we're doing here is we have a, a round judges and we're going through all of these samples and by visual look and by smell, we determine the best three out of the group and then we start puffing. That's how we're doing this and it's we're doing it all as judges as one together, which is awesome. We sat yeah. around yesterday at a round table with all of our cards. We tried some baked goods. We did the hybrids and the sativas yesterday, which were really uh, well. Glass as well. And, 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 and the glass glasses. entries were very, very nice. Eleven glass entries, and yeah. that was amazing. The glass that just showed up from the glass growers just over there. The live blowing glass and they show up here with some sick glass and today we're about ready to spend the morning again. In the midst of our hash judging, John logged into Hash Church, a live weekly hash forum on Google Hangouts, run by Canada's most notorious hash maker, Bubble Man, giving us all a chance to check in and say hi with all of our friends in the hash community around the world, including longtime activist Todd McCormick, Blue River's Tony Verzura, and Steep Hill Labs co-founder Addison Demura. Good morning, guys. Hey, John. Wow, Bobby. What's we up, got Bobby in here. We got live calls in here and stuff. Yeah, right. Right. But uh, we had about 8,000 people here last night for the Bio Cup of Canada. Wow. We have an amazing, wow. great stage. That's Everybody's awesome. having a great time here. Good to see you. We got Remo here. Santiago. This is uh, Santiago. He started the Bio Cup in Spain, yeah. the first one. So he came oh, all the way from wow. Barcelona here. Of course, you got Remo in the house. Where's the camera? We got everybody's right here. Hold on, hold on. Butt shut. You see the butt? What's there up, Remo? Tell Clark, but tuck it in the house, doggy dog. Awesome let's, to see you, everybody. Let's hey, see. Man, how's it going? Dude, it's going good. Let's see Remo light that spliff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Roll that up. Hey, you know spliff. what? The next thing we're going to judge here is actually the, uh, the solventless hash. And it's a good thing hash church has arrived for that. So we're going to warm up and smoke. We're judging Sullivan's hash now. Yeah, that, that's a long hash church uh, material, right? So, oh, I mean, we can, we can have you guys on mute and uh, we can uh, just show you what's going on here. Sounds good, guys. Good to see you here in hash church. You, you bumped our viewers up uh, 30 people. Rocked us over 800. <laughs> We're gonna keep it rolling here, guys. We're having a great time and uh, awesome. Hash Church Live. How well do you be the high person? Judging from afar. Fire it up. Bunch of love from Canada. After we'd smoked our way through all the categories. The judges all turned in our ballots to Santiago and each went our separate ways. It was around this time that I caught up with Matt from BC Bud Depot, the festival's organizer, to chat with him about how things were going. What's up, guys? Bobby Black coming to you again live from the Legends Valley Music Festival, and I am here with the organizer of the festival and the person who brought the Bio Cup here to Canada, Mr. Matt Harvey of BC Bud Depot. What's going on, Matt? Hey, just enjoying the festival, having a, having a great time. Sublime was amazing last night at the Forgotten Rebels, and uh, looking forward to the uh, World Terminus today. Yeah, man, so uh, this has been uh, pretty pretty epic. A lot of people came out. What do you uh, anticipate as, as far as how many people have been coming out? I'd say there's at least, geez, over 10,000 for sure. I mean, I think there's at least 5,000 last night, 4,000 night before, and there's going to be three or four tonight too, so... Cool. So what uh, what was the impetus behind putting together this uh, festival? I know that I've been hearing that uh, BC hasn't really had a big cannabis festival like this before. Yeah, this is one of a kind, first one. Um, just uh, wanted to bring the, the bio cup uh, just to, from Spain over to Canada, and uh, the organizers asked me if I could help them out, and it turned into this uh, great production. I gotta say, the lineup has been pretty awesome as far as the performers. The Sheepdogs killed it on the first night, really, really good. And uh, last night, Sublime with Rome and the Dirty Heads, pretty cool. And the, and what do we have to look forward to tonight? Funk Dubious in the house. Oh, yeah. I got to meet Funk Dubious himself yesterday. It was pretty cool. That's cool. He's on your celebrity judging panel, right? Yeah, yeah. So we uh, the judging's been going pretty well. Uh, you know, um, uh, you know, I got to say, this is the first uh, pop festival I've been to. I've actually been like camping in conjunction with the festival uh it's definitely a different experience yeah 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 for sure it's such a nice piece of land too you know it's such a great spot so we'll be doing it for many years to come cool man well i hope that we will be able to i hope that i'll be able to come back and uh, enjoy it again for oh, sure oh, yeah. it's beautiful country up here man for sure 
Hell yeah. Cool. Well, good luck with the rest of the festival, and thanks again uh, for setting all this up. It's pretty awesome. Thanks, Bobby. When 420 rolled around, it was time for the awards ceremony on the main stage, hosted by Randy and Mr. Leahy of the hit Canadian stoner comedy show, Trailer Park Boys, who were introduced by hardworking festival manager Rick Camel, doing his infamous impersonation of wrestling's Randy Macho Man Savage. Now, we'll bring out two Among the weekend's biggest winners were Rocky Mountain Kush, Bear Coconut, House of the Great Gardener, and title sponsors Beard Brothers, who took home a whopping 21 trophies. Our hosts ended the awards by leading the crowd in a rousing rendition of the Canadian National Anthem. With the award ceremony over, all there was left for us to do was to enjoy the evening's entertainment. Unfortunately, due to issues at the border, Cottonmouth Kings were unable to attend. Nevertheless, we still got to enjoy some amazing headliners, including Five Alarm Funk, and of course, my fellow celebrity judge, hip-hop pioneer, Funk Dubious. Though I'd just met Sun, as he's known, at the beginning of the event, during the course of our judging sessions, he and I became fast friends. So much so, in fact, that to my surprise, he actually wore my Blazin' with Bobby Black t-shirt during his performance. Not only that, he gave me not one, but two shout-outs from the stage. Honestly, I couldn't think of a cooler, more memorable way to end such an awesome weekend. I want to send out lots of thanks and love to all of the attendees, performers, vendors, and sponsors for putting on such an awesome event, and extra special love to J.C. Green and Matt Harvey of BC Bud Depot for inviting me to be a celebrity judge, for flying us up, for treating us like family, and for sponsoring this broadcast. You guys rock. For more info, photos, and video from the event, as well as a full list of the winners, 
Don't forget to go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash blazingwithbobbyblack. And while you're there, give us a like. Leave us some feedback. And don't forget to follow yours truly on social media, Twitter at Bobby Black, Facebook and Instagram at Bobby Black 420. Thank you all for tuning in and toking up with me for this special event edition of Blazin' at the Legends Valley Music Festival slash Bio Cup. I'll be back on the air in a few weeks with another special event edition. I'll be co-hosting the Dabolition Derby in Southern California with Medicinal Mike from Nug Life Radio and Speakeasy Live TV. We're going to be emceeing the Demolition Derby as well as covering the rest of the event, which includes tons of great roots, reggae, rock, and ska music, pro wrestling with WWE stoner star Rob Van Dam, skateboarding, motorcycles, and a whole lot more. Be sure to tune in for that. You don't want to miss it. Until then, this is Bobby Black saying, Blaze on, brothers and sisters. 